Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, the president of Westminster Effects. You can buy crap for your guitar at westminstereffects.com. And my computer's making noise, even though I've turned off the uh, turned off the speakers. Anyway, make sure you join the discussion in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. You can support the show at anchor.fm. Even a dollar a month helps us out. Make sure you subscribe and comment. Share us in your Instagram story. Help us beat the algorithm. I mean, literally beat it. We do encourage violence when it is appropriate here. The Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. Uh, we don't have Lutheran John today. He put his house on the market today. So it'll probably sell in 10 minutes. Uh, and Bradley is in Disney World. I guess his wife took the I'm going to Disney World thing literally when the University of Georgia won the national championship last night. Uh, but you've you've heard him laugh and it's a repeat guest. This is one, the host of all seven days, two, the newest elder at Resurrection Church, and uh, three, the uh, male contributor to half of my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> It's all going downhill. It is. <laughs> uh, so, one Stanfields, greetings, Padre. How is Cody today? You sound a little. Uh, you sound a little uh, flat today. I don't know. A little maybe flat. You, I am tired. Maybe you're. Uh, you know, I, I will suggest this. There's a, the little double switches thing up on your bar at the top right. Mm-hmm. It's a do not disturb, and it keeps your computer from dinging while you're. Oh yeah, podcasts. that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, whatever. We'll just roll with it. We're professionals here. We are. We don't we don't ignore things. We just acknowledge them, get hung up. We don't move on immediately, but we eventually move on. So, uh, how are things with all seven days? I guess we'll start there. You know, tens and tens of listeners and uh you know same. same. Yeah. It's going it's going fine, going well. Uh Bradley was on two weeks in a row. And um now you're going to return this favor and come on my pat podcast tomorrow we'll record and uh yep uh because trevor now has covid and um uh, we mentioned this before we started recording i just assume everyone has covid right now as I, it as omicron spreads I, I think it's a good assumption yeah so we probably have it right now we're no. probably we're probably no. actually dead i have natural immunity to death yeah fair. <laughs> And COVID. <laughs> well, you can't win them all, right? <laughs> or you can. I don't know. Maybe uh, I did. I but but we brought you on, well, obviously in part, because my other two normal co-hosts aren't available. <laughs> you had to fill some space. Right. Uh, same, same with me tomorrow with your podcast. Uh, but as we mentioned in, in your just incredibly well done intro. <laughs> it's the best one I've ever With had. All today. the superlatives, yeah. <laughs> um, you are the newest elder at Resurrection Church. I am. I am. So I guess I could introduce myself as pastor at Res Church in Greer, South Carolina, like Bradley does. You could. I could. Yeah, and I'm and not even, going to. And but even I, better, I have this episode titled Pastor Padre. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So the way we have things structured at Res is basically the church is uh, run isn't really the best term because no. with running we do have a board with deacons and all that right i'm on that board uh but in terms of the spiritual side of things uh we do have a plurality of elders yes uh, where where you are able to tell bradley no you're full of crap on this one <laughs> stop it <laughs> um, which i haven't done yet not yet you've been an elder for this is your third day now <laughs> I guess officially, yes. Um, <laughs> Which we'll get to that in a minute, uh, I guess. But what was the process like for all of this? Um, the process started for me. Um, I invited Bradley to go play golf because we both like it yep. for some reason. We for like to, reason. we like to suffer. Yep. And um, we, we are reformed, so there is some form of masochism involved. <laughs> When you're totally depraved, That's you have right. to remind yourself. I guess play so. Golf. I guess so. Um, Which my golf clubs come in tomorrow, by the way. Oh, do you, you did buy them. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Yep. You got the got the bomb tech. Are I we going to advertise? Did you Did you get? You know, maybe I'll reach out <laughs> to the owner and see if he wants to. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I invited Bradley to go play golf, and I, I it's, this was June, I think, ish, mm-hmm. sometime around then. It and is now January as we record. So. That's correct. So it was a long process apparently. And we were, you know, we were just talking and then he, he, we were on a tee box and he just asked me that if I were to be nominated, I guess is the word he might've used a different word, but I think nominated to be an elder, would I consider it? And then you immediately shanked the tee shot. I did. And then ruined all of your chances with the string of profanities (laughs) that came out. I did. I didn't answer him that tee box. I did uh, shank the ball around for a couple of holes. And I finally got to, I think it's, well, you're familiar with the golf course number nine, little par three over the lake. And on that, that and on that one, so that I could reincur the favor of the Lord, I said yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and proceeded to put a ball in the water. I think, but um, so that was the beginning of the process. Uh, from then, it went to just a you know a period of, of praying about it. Uh, Bradley said, if, you know, it will it'll be a while before we do this, but uh, I just want you to be thinking about it and praying about it. So I went home and I told the wife and uh, what he'd asked me. And she said, well, I think that's a a fine idea. Let's just pray about it. And Mm -hmm. so we did for a while. And then it just kind of went out the back of my mind. And then Bradley approached again and said, it's time. And uh, (laughs) I said, okay. And then so then he gave me a couple of documents. So how so this process was seven months in in total in change yeah um, somewhere in there which honestly is a good thing yeah you shouldn't rush into this kind no, of stuff not at all at at my church before res which shall remain nameless but it wasn't really a church it was just potentially one for their name <laughs> um that was subtle there was there was a guy that showed up one sunday uh he never came back but he showed up one Sunday and asked to be made a pastor because he had healed someone of cancer or something. Oh, like just showed up and started telling this to the pastor. And he was like, uh, what, who are you? Again? Yeah. Yeah. That's not, no, that's no, not how this works. No, I'm not going to make you a pastor right now. I just <laughs> met you. Right. 
So anyway, so um, you know, and we, you know, we have been uh, at res for um, a little over a year. about a year at that point. I, we yeah, at we that start. Point. We came in August of 2020, and um, so you know, and we, you know, how we are. Uh, your mom and I, we, we jump in, we get involved and we, we start working. So, um, I guess the, you know, over time, Bradley and the other elders had recognized what we were doing and, and decided we would be potentially a good fit. So at that point I was given a couple of documents. Uh, this was gosh, over November, I guess it was November. This is, I, I, I seem to recall either you or Madre mentioning that the conversation on the golf course had happened. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, okay, whatever, I guess it'll happen. And then like you said, it was out of your mind it was out of everybody else's mind for a while too, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. And then he says it's time. And then you tell basically Kristen and me and then, and your sister and my sister is like, Hey, this is a thing. Yes. And then don't I, tell anybody. <laughs> I don't 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 discuss it because it's not being made public yet. But right. I did want your input on right. it, and I I don't wanted your let, sister's input. Let me know and, if this is a terrible idea. Yes, uh, kind of thing. exactly. Um, because you know, in my own mind, I'm an awesome father, and I mean clearly, <laughs> batted a thousand. <laughs> only dropped you once. <laughs> only so, only sent Hannah to the ER that one time. That was your mother. That was all. <laughs> that was all her fault. That was your mother that did that. Uh, no. Yeah, so that, anyway, that one time, my mom hit my sister with a baseball bat <laughs> in the head. In the head, which was an accident. It was an accident. I did say that we do condone violence when it's appropriate. <laughs> this wasn't violence. No, it was an accident. It was appropriate. No, it wasn't appropriate because she you know, was trying to show me how to swing a baseball bat when I was like five years old. <laughs> She's never swung a baseball bat in her life. And I'm pretty sure hasn't since then. She probably hasn't. Um, but we digress. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say something, but it's gone. Anyway, so where were we? the process the process okay so documents they okay so they sent me a couple of documents one was uh just a document on uh their fleshing out of what eldership is yep and it is uh, i have a copy of it here came came prepared with documentation i did it is uh it is a three plus page document um it talks about uh why elders qualification for elders um and it um what is this thing on the end here um and then it explains the process of expanding the eldership at res the process we're going to go through um so uh but it did change a little bit for me their normal oh. process was um uh, that they would teach on biblical eldership which they had done in the prior process of right. selecting eldership. So this this was kind of left over from the yes. last time where it was, all yes. right, we're going to have a teaching series, and then we're going right. to open things up. Right. So that was foregone because they had already done that with the previous set of elders. Yes. Um, then, the, But there was a time and season of prayer for current elders uh, and the whole church, right? Mm-hmm. So I was mentioned uh, – oh, first of all, there was a there was a week where it was said – we're thinking about this. Take the next week and pray about it, and next week we'll tell you who it is. Yep. 
Then the next week they said who it is, mm-hmm. pray about it. And then the next week they opened it up for feedback. So they had a yep. website to go to that you could fill out some forms, go jump through some hoops, mm-hmm. and then uh, give feedback. And so what were the hoops that people were asked to jump through in order to give feedback? Well, I didn't go through them myself, but I, I was told that it was, you know, you had to give your name. It wasn't anonymous. Mm-hmm. Had to give your name. So, so if somebody is going to make an accusation. Yes. Like, he turned me into a newt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Got uh, yes. Uh, it can't just be thrown out there. It's no, you have right. to actually have witness and testimony kind of thing. Correct. Um, or even if on the positive end, oh yeah, this is fantastic. Well, yes. no, put your name on that too. Yeah. So you had to give your name. You had to uh, commit to read this elder document mm-hmm. uh, as to why elders and the qualifications and then give your feedback. So uh, it was it was a few hoops to jump through. So you just get people throwing anything up there, right? Uh, and then once that was done, no, no people uh, Rick rolling the church and actually just posting links to Rick Astley on stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So uh, and once all that was done, then um, um, I think that was it. Was supposed to be a two week process. They tacked on an extra week because things were just going on and, and they had the time. Mm-hmm. And then after that three weeks was up, I met with the elders and they said, all the feedback is positive. Uh, they set a date for an official installation, which was February 13th, uh, which is next month. Mm-hmm. So there hasn't been an official uh, service ceremony kind of thing where we will uh, officially make this happen. But, Last Sunday, it was announced to my surprise that <laughs> I'm already fulfilling the role. Yep. But we will have this that ceremony yeah. in February. So it's just surprise. You're an elder now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned. Uh, oh, but I had to fill out a questionnaire yes, as well. That's that was where I was going. that was the last thing. So there's a, the, this document that it is, was basically a theology test. Well, the first part wasn't because the first question is name. Oh. The second question is address. Third question is Watch. phone number. Is the capital of Assyria. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so basically just some background information. And then um, uh, then it, then there's uh, 22 um, questions. And I guess these are, are open-ended. I don't see. Yeah, please describe your how you came to be a disciple of Jesus. How would you describe your health, consistency, and frequency of spiritual disciplines? What part of Scripture um, are you currently meditating on, wrestling with? Uh, what relationships in your life currently provide you with spiritual encouragement and accountability? Um, on and on and on. There's stuff like that. And then there's biblical theological questions. So there's 22 personal questions and then another 11 theology questions and then uh, four ministry questions. So Um, what, I mean, everybody can kind of immediately grasp the 22 personal and then the theological, like mm -hmm. those are pretty straightforward. What, what, what's the nature of the ministry questions? Uh, basically it, what sort it, of ministry do you feel like you're gifted to do and what would you not want to do? So it's not so much, uh, such and such approaches you with such and such a problem. No, no, not like that. It's not any kind of counseling questions. Yeah. It is, um, uh, 
you know, what do you think fits your uh, giftings best? What have you done in the past that you really don't feel like would be in your wheelhouse kind of thing? I see. Um, you know, what are your long-term goals, dreams for family, career, et cetera? What kind of leadership do you thrive working under? So uh, that sort of thing. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So no, no, you know, <laughs> the, describing the plot to Armageddon. The no. meteor is about to hit the church. <laughs> no. no, nothing like that. How do you cancel everybody in the church when they are about to die in five minutes? <laughs> uh, trust Jesus. Here we go. That's how you do that. Good times. Uh, well, anything anything else to describe on, on that journey that is still going on, obviously? They didn't. They didn't kill you, and they didn't fire you. They didn't. Uh, it was. They didn't. I would excommunicate you. There was also one other part of the process: is they had me come in for an interview with all the other elders, and just ask questions, uh, get clarification on some of the answers that I gave from the questionnaire, and also walk them through First um, Peter chapter one, first couple of paragraphs there. Uh, where it talks about wanted to see your exegesis exactly. ability on the spot kind of thing. Yes. And it wasn't really on the spot. He told me like two weeks before okay. what we were going with. With some some amount of preparation. Right. Just walk us through this thing. Right. So I walked through the sovereignty of God and suffering through that because that's mm-hmm. pretty evident there. Yep. And uh but then um Peter says something that something to the effect of um you have not seen him but you love him. You have not, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I asked them, is our faith blind? Ah. Do we have a blind faith? Right. The immediate answer that I got was no, which is the right answer. But then I said, well, why? Right. So I wanted them to squirm a little bit. <laughs> squirm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have. If you can take someone. If you can take an opportunity to make someone who's questioning you squirm, take yes. it. That's the moral Absolutely. of the story. Absolutely. That's the only moral of the story for the whole episode. Right. right. But uh all the all the other elders were very gracious and warm and um, you know, um accepting and it was you know, we had we had a really good time together and uh, you know, and we've since um uh, had some other meetings and and um talked about you know, scripture and prayed together and, uh, it's been really good. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what else it holds, but, uh, so far it's been, it's been good. Yeah. And, and one thing that you kind of brought up earlier was this wasn't you saying, Hey everybody, I would love to do this thing. No, it I, was, it was just, you kind of acted like it and then it was recognized. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was recognized and then well that was the, that was the whole thing that the elders were talking about you know the first time around there wasn't really a plurality of elders there were a couple of staff pastors i guess you could say we but, had two two on staff full time and a and a semi retired at that time right um but not they didn't have any lay elders yep. you could say but they but they wanted that and they went through the process and i thought they did a really great job of yes. how they went through that. We weren't there at the time, but we were following it. Yep. And uh I was there just for the yeah. record. Uh if but then but for this round, uh you know, they they did what the the biblical 
as they described it, you know, biblically, um, gifts and talents should be recognized in the church mm-hmm. and called out yep. and, and called to, you know, continue in those things. And one of the first things I told them when we sat down to be interviewed or when I sat down to be interviewed by them was, you know, regardless of the outcome of this, nothing changes. We're going right. to keep doing what we're doing. So, um, which is, you know, more people should think that way. Yeah. And being an elder was not on my mind, you know, when right. we, when we came, it was just, how can we serve? How can we get plugged in? And, uh, it just went from there though. I'm pretty sure Kristen called it like as soon as y'all moved back. I'm pretty sure she said that. Really? I think so. That's very sweet. Uh, but uh, she has also joked about the Fields family takeover at rest. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody yeah, can. Since, nobody's running Bradley off or no. or the First Lady. No, <laughs> First Mary. Lady Mary Cox. Um, but you know, with you know, wifey and me leading a small group, and then doing the music thing, and doing the deacon thing and she runs sound and now y'all show up and madre basically took over the welcome table <laughs> well yeah well we we did come in with I mean, a just swat team style like she threw in some <laughs> flashbangs and said <laughs> move over I'm t- i got this shot people on the spot <laughs> as we said we encourage violence when it's appropriate double tapped every person who <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. Uh, but then you even came in and basically um, almost immediately started teaching the membership class within a few months. Within uh, a bit. But it, it was a new membership but there was, class but there we was, hadn't had one in a while. But uh, I'll tell you, there was, a, there was a big transformation of that class, though, right? Yes. Because you'd had one. It was totally overhauled. It was. We tried to teach the material that was there, and, it, and quite frankly, um, I had to go to Bradley many times and say, is this really what you want to teach? Right. And over that time, we taught the first class, modified the material, taught it again, modified it a third time, and mm-hmm. then it really solidified from there. Yeah. To the point where we now have pre-printed booklets that, you know, you can get on Amazon if you want one for like four bucks. And, um, you know, we, we had our first class. We started our first class this year with the new booklets. And... um that I'm, I'm really, can I say, proud of? Yes. Uh, because <laughs> I mean, they really turned out great, and the and the theology in them is solid, right? And that's what I wanted to get to was to make sure that we taught everything. Wait, uh, wait, wait! You're saying theology matters? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't believe it, just go listen to your last block. <laughs> <laughs> Which, surprisingly enough, I have so far gotten zero negative or pushback comments like that's none good. so far that's good uh and that well it's less than 24 hours so give it time i assume somebody's gonna have something negative to say about something well, in there i, I listen i listened to it this morning while i was waiting to get a haircut and i thought it was excellent well, so well thanks I, have we really been talking for an hour and 23 minutes no okay good no it has been 23 minutes and 43 seconds okay um, so no this has not been that would have been we would have probably been on something if it had been an hour and a half, honestly. That would be awesome. Like, that can't be right. Uh, so anything else to leave the people with uh, before we go on to the Inquisition? 
Um, just if I could say anything, I don't know who at Res listens to this, but thank you for the support and the and the and the acceptance and the um, positive feedback that has been through all this process and for accepting us as moving in a year and a half ago and. And taking over the church. <laughs> taking over the church. Yeah, Fields family takeover. Yeah, Y'all just deal with it. It's it's really good. And if anybody out there is looking for a home church and you're in the upstate of South Carolina, you need to come check out Res. It's just a it's just a grand place. Um, unless you're oneness Pentecostal, and then you need to convert to Trinitarianism first. <laughs> no, well, if you come out to Res and check it out, you might do that. Quicker. Well, there we go. There so we go. You're going to hear the word preached. Yes, it's awesome. But we Rather won't than... affirm you as a member until you become Trinitarian. <laughs> That's right. Which it is an essential. The, which you can do in the membership class. It is an essential. We do teach that as an essential. So, all right. Well, let's move on to the Inquisition. All right. And this is the Inquisition section where we ask you in the Westminster Effects Oxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook to ask us questions, and we kind of answer them on the fly. And as always, that's actually most of the show anyway. There it goes again. Whatever. Um, so, as is tradition, we start with Brian Morris, who asks, what do you think is the most impactful modern Christian credo? And or slogan or what have you, and he gives examples of John Piper's "God is most glorified in us." We are most satisfied in Him. Jim Elliot's "He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose," etc. I can just tell you what my favorite one is, and it was the first one he mentioned. The Piper one is has hard to beat Piper on that. Holy one. smoke! I mean, if you just uh, you know, he went on sabbatical to come up with that that yeah, line. Yeah. And uh, it's just so rich theologically. Uh, it it would take probably a couple of more episodes just to break the whole thing down. But right. um, that that's the one that has resonated with me since reading uh, Desiring God. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's and it's the great thing is it's a modern slogan, but it's it, the idea is not modern. <laughs> the idea is at right. least, well, honest, honestly, like Reformation theology is just recaptured first, second, third century right. theology. Yep. Uh, he derived that idea from the Westminster Catechism. Sure. And so it's, it's a very old idea. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think another candidate is at least the title. I can't really find an, an exact uh, slogan, but together for the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having their last one ever this year. I don't know if you were. Aware I did of that. hear about that. Yeah, um, and, and you know, obviously, can't endorse all of the directions that all of those guys have gone in, which is uh, probably why this is the last one they're having. Exactly. Uh, but the the idea of uh, not ignoring your differences and even taking jabs at each playful jabs at each other at mm-hmm. this kind of thing is a lot of fun. Uh, but then knowing what your core is and saying yeah. we can be buddies. Yeah. Uh, what's funny. Uh, there was a happy rant episode uh, several years ago. And one of them is uh, one of the hosts is Barnabas Piper. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they make, they make a lot of jokes about John Piper and stuff. He's like, you know, really what they mean is together for the Calvinism. But <laughs> but one thing that you're never going to see is something like together for the free will. Yes. 
So there's something about reformed soteriology and reformed theology that, you know, makes people gravitate to it, even when we disagree with certain parties on stuff like baptism right. or church structures or what yeah. have you. Yeah. Uh, next question. Speaking of disagreements, he says, this is from Matthew Winter. He says, well, we believe in the Trinity, one God and three persons. We believe in the hypostatic union of Jesus being uh, all God and all man, mm-hmm. but not being 200%, not being 50-50. It's still 100%. Right. Uh, we believe Scripture is 100% God's word mm-hmm. and 100% the voice of the authors. And so then this is the question. So why don't we believe that in communion, the bread and the wine are Jesus's body and blood? <sighs> Am I supposed to answer this, or are you? Yeah, gonna... this, it's a tag team thing. <laughs> uh, I think Tom Dugan had a, a had a good response, even though Tom is always sarcastic. <laughs> yes, uh, he, you know, Jesus said, "This is my body, and this is my blood." He uh, did say that. Jesus also said, "I am the door." Yeah, that's true, <laughs> uh, and that and that's why I go to. It's not. It's not his literal body and literal blood. Um. It is. He it is, is there. Yeah, he is. He, but you know, he also inhabits the praises of his people. So, yes. uh, as we praise through communion, he is there. Um, but I see these as symbolic symbols. Yes, that um, you know shouldn't be taken lightly at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, we should treat them more like body and blood than we do like we touched on last week not like lecrae did with yeah whatever he did the yeah. nonsense orange juice and pickles or something i, I don't know, know what he had i don't but. know i mean might as well have been but um <laughs> <laughs> uh one thing that gets lost on us american christians is symbols don't mean that the thing has no meaning in itself right is yeah. we think, oh, it's just, I've seen so many like mega church baptism services. This is just a symbol uh, of what, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, does it actually do anything? And if it only is a sign, then who cares? Right? Right. So, well, I kind of touched on this. You know, we had a worship night Sunday night mm-hmm. in which we had, we took communion together. And I was, since Bradley was out of town, and since you were made an elder that day, to your surprise. An elder that day, I, I stepped in and I, I led that part, and I read from First Corinthians where Paul talks about, you know, what how Jesus instituted it, but then I read after that where it talks about you really need to examine yourself because people eat this in an unworthy manner and they get sick and some of them die. Yeah. You know, so there is there's, there's something going on. There's something going on there. There's including a, including God killing people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's New Testament for us to know, right? So if Lecrae gets COVID, maybe maybe. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand in that seat, but uh, but we you know we do tend to think of it. Oh, it's just crackers and juice, but it's not just crackers and juice. There's something going on there that we need to examine ourselves over. Right. Realize that we always take it in an un, in an unworthy state, but it says don't take it in an unworthy manner, meaning thinking you deserve this or right or in a flippant way. What it's not saying is to examine yourself 
and then you realize that you you did the dumb thing that you've been trying to not do that day right. or something and then not take it. Right. If if you feel the compunction to not take it, then you should probably take it. <laughs> right? If that makes sense. It's kind of yeah. like a, I think it was C.S. Lewis who talked about uh, the people who think that they're qualified to be politicians are the people who shouldn't run for office. Exactly. And we should go find someone who doesn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that maybe, maybe that's how we should think of communion is if you come in there thinking, man, I'm awesome. Like I had a good week. Yeah. Daggummit. I have arrived. You're about to die. You're probably going <laughs> to kill over on the spot. <laughs> uh, but if you, if you come in realizing your need, right. Uh, the the fact that the heart is deceitful above all things, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then yes, take it. You should take it. Yeah, it is it is a means of grace. It doesn't get it you is. saved, but it dispenses grace, yep. and and it's one of the ordinary means of grace. Yep. Um. All right. Next question. This is from Trev in Petals. All I know is that Trev owns TSW Petals. Go buy some pedals from him if you're not going to buy them from me. Uh, I don't know his full name, but maybe TSW is a hint. Trevor Samuel Wallace. Yes. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll just roll with that. Um, (laughs) He asks, if the law points us to the recognition of sin, and according to Romans 3, no man can be justified through the law, who and how were people saved before Jesus accomplished justification by rising from the dead? How were people saved in the Old Testament? Um, by grace through faith. Yep. You mean they weren't saved by being good <laughs> Jews and following the law? They were not. Which, which no. people like John Hagee, uh, you know, the, the famous mm-hmm. uh, hyper-dispensationalist, the four blood moons clown, uh, he actually says even today that Christians, that Gentiles are saved by grace through faith, but Jews can still be saved by being good Jews. <laughs> um, well, the way you can be a good Jew is to put your trust in Jesus right. <laughs> for your right. salvation. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's that's one thing. Uh, I didn't even mean to go here, but that's that's like the big probably the biggest deal breaker in the dispensational system mm-hmm. right is well what about the whole one new man what about the whole in christ there is no jew or greek right yeah <laughs> what about the whole everybody stands condemned uh yeah god is not a respecter of persons it and, do, the and system, no one comes to the father except through me right the system does not make sense on its face it's internally inconsistent right. yep. not just externally with the bible which yes it is but internally it doesn't even make sense right i agree um all right last question guitar question from matt paragoy he says i have an ibanez hollow body that i bought for a hundred dollars sell it it had scratchy pots, but no major issues. I finally got around to fixing it. Took out all the pots, cleaned everything up, rewired the guitar, put it all back in. And when I tested it, it doesn't have any any signal. So either the switch is bad or I lost connection to the jack. Should sell I it. sell it as is? Sell it. <laughs> fix it again. 
or smash it against the wall in frustration. See if Paul Stanley will take it on tour and smash it on stage <laughs> at the end of a, sh- a concert. Yeah, and then auction it off. And then right. auction it off, and then you'll make all your money back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so I think this is one of those situations where we don't encourage violence. <laughs> don't smash it against the wall. I would say fix it again. Because, yes, the hollow, I've never done any electronic work on a hollow body because I ain't got time for that. Uh, like, yes, I understand that's a pain, but if it's just the jack, uh, that probably shouldn't be the worst. So fix the thing again and like double or triple your money on that. Like, that's reasonable, right? Sure. Yes. Yes, that is reasonable. Give me a check on your signal. Check on my signal. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the waveform was uh, not cooperating there for a second. I thought, but it turns out we're okay. Anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking about an hour extra worth and you can make another two, $300 on this thing, because Ibanez makes good hollow bodies and that thing should be selling for more than $100. I'm out of my realm. I have no idea. So. I mean, you're just talking about ROI is all. Return you, on investment. Yeah. Not if, that I know. Yeah. If if you buy something for $100 and you can put in an hour's worth of work. And, and sell it for or, two. Or double or triple or maybe quadruple your money. Do it. Do it. Do it. And then go buy something better that's not a hollow body that won't be a pain to actually change out electronics. So, okay. I have a question then. Why is hollow body so much of a pain to work on? Because, let me grab my last ball. Oh, we're actually getting a demonstration here, folks. Well, sort of. So, you know, anybody who's initiated into guitars knows about the back plate yep. on, on a Les Paul or most solid body guitars, right? And so you would unscrew this mm-hmm. to access the pots. Yep. I even um, I know that. Most semi-hollow and hollow bodies don't have that. Oh, so you got to go you in through the hole. You have to snake it through the hole in the front. Oh. Yeah. That does so, make it a pain. Yeah. I have seen some more modern style semi-hollows with the more or less Paul style uh, backplate kind of thing, mm-hmm. which just makes more sense. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Unless they think it uh, hurts the sound in some sort of which, way. Which, I mean, come on. It's already hollow. If your backplate was a piece of wood that matched the guitar? Yeah. PRS does that all the time. Yeah. Just charge four grand for it and you're good. <laughs> Everybody will buy two. There you go. So, all right. Anything else? I know you got any more questions. Where, where can people find you? Uh, all seven days podcast. Um, Anchor. FM. Yeah. All of the major podcast catchers. All the major podcast catchers, and at Resurrection Church on most Sunday mornings. Yep. Uh, and I guess since you're an elder, you'll be preaching every now and then I, I, I preach every three weeks of the month that we have our class <laughs> that doesn't count as preaching uh, sometimes it does well, <laughs> alright well thanks for coming on Padre thanks for having me and you can hear me on your podcast later I yeah. guess yeah. Um, so yeah thanks for listening go hit us up westminstereffects.com go love God love your neighbor go make music we'll see you next week <laughs>